We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast for Friday, November 27th. My name is Benny Ricciardi, and I'm going to be your host for today. Uh, as you guys know, usually I'm here with my partner, Josh Hayes, but Josh and his wife are actually in the hospital right now. They are about to have their uh, new baby. Her water just broke this morning, so Josh sent me over a text and said, hey, any chance you can do this podcast by yourself today? So I figured I would take the lead and... Uh, walk you guys through what we have for the NBA action on Friday. Um, as always, you can follow me over on Twitter at BennyR11, or you can look my stuff up over at RotoWire, RotoCurve, or over on DraftKings at the DraftKings Playbook. I am going to bring you a breakdown today of some of our favorite plays from the NBA for Friday, uh, November 27th. We have a 12-game slate that's going on, Milwaukee and Orlando, Cleveland and Charlotte, Washington, Boston, Miami, New York Knicks, Atlanta and Memphis, Detroit, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Indiana, Philly and Houston, which is going to be a game chock full of fantasy goodness for us this week. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs are in a good spot, taking on the Denver Nuggets. Golden State Warriors are going up against Phoenix to keep that winning streak alive. We have uh, Minnesota and Sacramento, two high-paced teams that are going to be going at it here. And the New Orleans Hornets are going to be going up and taking our, I'm sorry, the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be going up and taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. So there's quite a few games that we're going to be looking at here and quite a few good spots that we can target for fantasy. So let's do what we usually do. We don't have any back and forth between Josh and I today because obviously he's not here, but we do want to wish him and his wife and his family the uh, best of luck on their new addition and, uh, you know, safe and speedy recovery for everybody. And hopefully he'll be back with us in a few days. So let's get started at the point guard position today. Uh, not looking to really pay up for guys like Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook. The guy who I've kind of been looking at, if I was going to pay up at all, 
It's actually Chris Paul of the Los Angeles Clippers. He has a very good matchup on Friday. He's going up against the New Orleans Pelicans, who have been one of the worst teams in the league against point guards so far. As a matter of fact, I'd have to double-check on it, but I think they actually have been the worst team in the league. So point guards have been outproducing against the Pelicans more than they have against any other team in the league so far. So I do think Chris Paul is in a pretty good spot. He hasn't been playing great this year. We've seen his price drop down. He was close to $10,000 at one point. Might have even been $10,000. No, he, he actually, the highest he was this season was 97. We did see him reach that $10,000 mark at certain points during last season. And he's all the way down to 8500 on DraftKings for this game. Now, he's been putting up 40 points in his last couple games. He had a 60-point game, two back against Golden State. He's playing a few less minutes than we saw him play last year. Last year, he was in the 35- to 38-minute range in most of these games that weren't blowouts. This year, we're kind of seeing him more in the 30- to 35-minute range. So that alone is going to tick him down a little bit for the, the court time. But against the Pelicans here, I do think that he's somebody that we can consider. He's not the strongest play that we have on the board, but... He has been putting up good numbers, and as we said, everybody has basically been outproducing the Pelicans. We got back-to-back -back doubles from Chris Paul in his last two games with 15-10 and 10 and 13-11. and 11. He's starting to add in some of the steals that we've always liked out of him. Uh, still gets a couple rebounds here and there. You know, his scoring is the thing that's kind of been down a little bit this year. You know, he ha he's a guy that can put up 20, 25 points when he wants to, but I don't think that he needs to this season, and he really hasn't in a lot of those spots. The only thing that kind of gives me a little bit of pause here, but he is one of the guys that I would be looking to pay up for. The other guy who I would have no problem paying up for, and again, the, the biggest problem I have with him is his price tag is up above $9,000 right now, is Rajon Rondo of the Sacramento Kings. Now, I paid for Rondo, and we talked about Rondo all the time when he was in the $6,000 range, when he got up to the $7,000 range. Even when he was in the low to the mid $8,000 range, we didn't have much of a problem with him. Now he's up above the $9,000 range. And as much as I want to say I don't think I can play him, he's played over 40 minutes in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of his last 9 games he's played over 40 minutes. He's put up 62, 35, 58, 64, 37, 45, 55, 42, and 63 fantasy points. So at $9,000, he's still giving you good value. <clears throat> he's not a guy that's overpriced. He's not a guy that is too expensive. I just have a, a little bit of a, a problem getting over paying $9,000 for Rajon Rondo. But if he's going to be putting up the numbers that he's been putting up and playing the amount of minutes that he's been playing lately, you know, he's definitely somebody you got to consider. He's averaging about 14 assists over his last 9 or 10 games. Uh, he's got about seven or eight. He's got about nine rebounds as an average over that time as well, and he's been putting up 12 to 15 points. So, I mean, this guy's basically a walking triple double. He's wound up with four triple doubles in his last nine games. He's wound up with eight of nine. He's had double doubles. The one game that he missed it, he had 13 points, nine assists, and seven rebounds. So, again, if you're going to get this kind of production out of a guy, I definitely think he's somebody that you have to consider. I don't hate his matchup against Minnesota. you got two pretty high-paced teams there. Uh, Ricky Rubio is not somebody who's really known for his defensive prowess, so I do think that Rajon Rondo is another guy we can look at if we're going to pay up for. Now, there's also a couple guys who are a little bit cheaper who I think are worth considering. Michael Carter-Williams is a guy that drives fantasy players crazy, but he's only he, his price has come down so much now. He's only $5,600 for his matchup uh, on Friday. 
And he has a pretty solid matchup going up against Orlando, who's a team that's very weak against point guards. And Carter Williams did put up 35 fantasy points in his last game, although he did it in only 27 minutes. That's the thing that concerns me a little bit, is that his minutes aren't as high as we'd like them to be. His first game back after injury, he played 40 minutes in that game against Cleveland, and ever since then, 21, 26, 25, 26. So he's not playing a ton of minutes, but he does have that upside that we do like. His price is pretty cheap, and he is a guy that can fill up a stat sheet across the board, and he is somebody who does get you a lot of those defensive stats. Those steals and those blocks are very important because each one of them is worth two points. So if you can find a guy like Carter Williams who can pick up two or three steals and get you two or three blocks, you know, that's an extra eight to ten points that he's adding to his value. At a cost of only 5600 he really just needs to get you into the 30s. So if he's going to get you eight to ten points just on his defensive stats, you know, it's not that much of a stretch to assume he can get you, you know, around 10 points, around 10 assists and rebounds combined. And that'll basically put you in the 30s and, and pay off his salary. So he's another guy who I'm looking at that I think is in a pretty good spot. The last guy I want to mention is Matthew Dellavedova. Uh, if he's going to stay at that $4,500 price range and we're going to be able to get Mo Williams missing games, I think Dellavedova is somebody you definitely want to consider. You definitely want to make sure you put into your lineups. So he would be the last guy that I would consider um, on this group for the point guards right there today. The matchup that they have, who are they going up against? Give me one second here while I look this up. Uh, Cleveland's going up against Charlotte. So it's not the greatest matchup in the world, but it's not the worst one either. Charlotte's playing a lot faster this year than they played last year. And remember, the thing about Della Vadova is we really only need about 25, 26 points out of him. And he's gone 26, 21, 32 while playing approximately 30 minutes a game over his last couple games um, with Mo Williams out. So if Mo Williams is out again, I do think Delavadova is someone we can look at. So we're going to move on, and we're going to start talking about shooting guards now. Now, obviously, every time we talk about shooting guard, I always mention to you guys, if you're playing in tournaments, James Harden is a solid play. He's even more of a solid play in this game because he's going up against the Philadelphia 76ers, who have basically been giving up tons of fantasy points to everybody at every position. Now, we do like the fact that Ty Lawson is kind of being pulled back on a little bit by this Houston Rockets team. They're putting the ball back in Harden's hands and basically letting him do his thing. Uh, he's rewarded them with an 84 fantasy point game and a 60 fantasy point game in his last two. Uh, even even in the, the game that was sandwiched in between that against Memphis where he had 43 fantasy points, you know, at a price of $10,000, which is where he's at right now, it's not all that great over on DraftKings. But 42 fantasy points is still 42 fantasy points. It's going to be a useful number. It's going to be something that you can throw in there. And Harden is back up to playing like 35 to 40 minutes right now. And as long as that's where he's up to, as long as that's where his minutes is at, you know, he's going to be somebody that can produce some big numbers for you. So I don't know if I'm going to be rushing to put him in my cash game lineup, but I do have absolutely no problem paying up for a guy like him on, uh, you know, on Friday. The next guy that I'm actually going to be looking at is Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins goes up against Sacramento, which is a great matchup for anybody because Sacramento plays fast and they don't play a ton of defense. Wiggins' price is below 7000 right now, and he's been putting up some really good numbers and playing, you know, basically 35 to 40 minutes over the course of his last couple starts. Uh, his last four starts, he's gone 37, 39, 31, 49. So those are going to be some good numbers for 7K. That's about, uh, you know, somewhere between five and seven times value in four straight starts which is basically what we're looking for out of somebody. Now, I don't know if I really want to pay up at the shooting guard position today because there are a couple guys that are a little bit cheaper who are in solid spots and have been putting up great numbers lately. One of those guys is Avery Bradley. 
Avery Bradley is 5,500 as of uh, yesterday. He was actually below 5,000 for you know most of the early part of the week. He's playing over 30 minutes at this point in time. His last six game logs have been 25, 28, 38, 30, 42, and 39. So this is a guy who's given you basically five to seven times value uh, value off of his price tag with five straight games where he's gone 6X or better. Now, remember, at a $50,000 salary that you start with on DraftKings, if you can get 6X out of every guy on your team, you're going to wind up over 300. If you wind up over 300, as we've seen, even on a high-scoring night, you're still going to put yourself towards the top end of most of the GPPs, and you're going to win all your cash games. So Avery Bradley is definitely somebody we have to keep considering. Now, there's also, um, you know, most people are saying, well, why is he doing so well lately, or why is he getting such a big bump and his price is so low? Basically, what's going on in Boston is Marcus Smart is hurt and is out for another couple weeks. So with Smart being out, that basically opens up some more minutes for Bradley. He's not a guy who's playing 20, 25 minutes anymore. He's a guy who's playing more like 30, 35 minutes. So you're taking the normal production that you get from him at the price that we used to get him at, you know, right around the $5,000 mark, and now you're giving him an extra, basically an extra 30 to 40% of his minutes so he's getting more production out of it, and that's why he's giving you such big outside returns. So I do really like Avery Bradley for another start here. He was a guy that was on a lot of winning rosters the last two nights that he went out there and played, and I definitely think he's somebody that we should be considering to put in our rosters to save some money at the shooting guard position. The, the other guy who falls in that category that is still below 5000 as well is J.R. Smith. Now, J.R. Smith is a guy who over the last five games has played 50 minutes in the overtime game, and then in the games that stayed in regulation, he still wound up playing 36, 39, 37, and 38 minutes. So if you're going to get a guy who's playing 38 minutes right now and you can get him with a price below 5000 we know that J.R. Smith has some explosive scoring ability. We know that he's always going to take double-digit shots, so you're not going to get cheated on that end. He'll add in a rebound or two here or there. He'll get a couple assists, maybe pick up a block or a steal. Um, but he does also get a lot of those three-point bonuses, which we really like on on DraftKings. So you can get a good 25 to 35 points out of uh, J.R. Smith at 5,000 or below. So he's another great option to consider at the shooting guard spot. So I think that it's a good idea to kind of save on shooting guards today. Look at the guys like Avery Bradley. Look at the guys like J.R. Smith. You can put them in there. You can save some salary to spend up at other positions, and they're going to give you a pretty solid return based on what they've been doing over the last couple weeks. So that basically wraps it up for the shooting guard spot as of now. Um, those are pretty much all the guys that I'm looking at. The one other thing I did want to mention to you guys is Tyreek Evans, for the first time all season, is not listed as out. He's actually listed as doubtful, which means that he's starting to work out and he's getting closer to a return. I don't think it happens yet. I don't think it happens right now. But uh, he is somebody that can go back on the radar because last year, depending on what his price is, you know, he was somebody who put up some big numbers across the board and some really big fantasy numbers for us as well. The only other thing I wanted to mention at shooting guard is Eric Bledsoe is questionable again for this game. I didn't mention Brandon Knight at the point guard shooting guard spot. Depending on you know what site you're playing, you're going to find him in one of those two places. I don't really love um, – I, I wouldn't use Bledsoe at all being questionable and coming off this injury. If he's out, I guess you could look towards Knight, but it's not like Knight had a huge game last time when uh, Bledsoe was out. If you can find Knight somewhere where he's still cheap, I think you can do it. But some sites he's getting up there towards the star or, you know, right below the superstars. And if you have to pay up that much for him, I really don't think it's worth it in the, in the overall scheme of things. 
Now, moving on to the small forward spot, there are a couple guys who have been doing incredibly well lately that I think we have to talk about. Uh, the two guys who are on the top of the list, the two guys I want to talk about first, are going to be Paul George going up against Chicago and Kawhi Leonard going up against Denver. Now, George is another one of those guys who's starting to get a little bit expensive. But the reason his price is going up is because he's been absolutely phenomenal lately. Um, last night on Tuesday, <clears throat> excuse me, on Tuesday night against Washington, he put up a, a 61-point game. He actually did the same thing two days earlier against Philly with a 61-point game. He had another 64-point game against Miami about two weeks ago. And every other game in his game log between those three 60-point games that he put up, the other six games that you see there, he put up between 43 and 55 fantasy points. So even though you're paying up 10K for this guy at this point in time, you really can't argue or complain about the numbers that he's given you. He's putting up such a good return that, you know, really it makes sense to keep paying up for him in these spots. Um, you know, it's tough. It's not, it's not easy to put a $10,000 small forward in there. Chicago is a team that's playing uh, at a high pace and putting a lot of points up on the board. But they're also a team that, you know, struggles a little bit guarding small forward, power forward type players. you you got to figure that you're going to see Paul George matched up with maybe Miritich a little bit in this game, which I think is a plus matchup for him. I don't think they're going to wind up putting Jimmy Butler on him because for the most part, George plays the three, sometimes even the four. So I think they're going to wind up having to put, you know, guys like a Miritich on him. Maybe they do go a little bit smaller and they put a guy like Snell on him. But neither one of those guys are matchups that I think Paul George is going to struggle with. His shot has been amazing lately. So if he's going to be shooting the ball well, and on top of shooting the ball well, if he's going to be doing all the other things that he does, you know, he's definitely somebody I think we have to consider. The other guy who's a little bit cheaper at the small forward spot, right around the $8,000 range, who I've been, you know, using a lot this season because he's just a solid cash game play and he does give you that GPP upside, is Kawhi Leonard. Now, Leonard's going up against Denver, which is a team that's been giving up fantasy points to basically everybody. He's somebody that's going between four and a half and, and six or seven times value in every start that he has. He's thrown up a couple 40s in his recent um, starts. He's about $8,000, so that's about five times value on him. Uh, he did have a 56 on Tuesday night going up against Phoenix. With LaMarcus Aldridge out, he's picking up a little bit more of the scoring slack. And I think this is a game that's going to stay close enough where he'll play his full, you know, 35 to, to 40 minutes. And if he does that, I think he's going to get you 40-plus fantasy points and be one of the better starts on the day. So if I can't afford to pay up for Paul George, or even if I can, I think Kawhi Leonard is somebody else who I'm going to be targeting a lot. Now, if you need a cheap option, somebody to spend down for, I think the guy who stands out the most to me is Robert Covington of the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, Covington's price is in that low $4,000 range, but the thing I like about him is his minutes now are back up. He was hurt. He was out for a while. They took it slow with him in his first couple starts, but in his last two starts, he's now up over 30 minutes a game. He played 32 minutes two starts ago against Miami, played 35 minutes in his last start against Minnesota. Both of those games, he had over 30 fantasy points, and he did it at you know $4,500 or less. So unless we see his price jump up to like the 6K range, I still think you're getting really good value at the uh, small forward or power forward slot, depending on what site you're playing on, and using a guy like Robert Covington. So for me, he's another guy who I'm going to be considering. I do like the fact that I can save money at the shooting guard and small forward spot, 
by using guys like J.R. Smith and Avery Bradley and Robert Covington. I think you're going to get good value out of these guys, and it gives you enough money to spend up at you know point guard, power forward, and center, which are positions that we usually like to go up towards the top end and spend up for to get those guys that have the you know really big upsides. So speaking of some of those guys with the big upsides, moving on to the power forward spot, there are actually three or four guys who I'm considering here. So I'm going to kind of give you the case for all of them, and uh, you know we can go through them one by one. The first guy I'm going to talk about also at that you know, $8,000 price range, a little bit above $8,000 is uh, Kevin Love. And Kevin Love has been playing very well over the course of like his last eight or nine games. His minutes are up into the 35 to 40 range. He's been putting up somewhere between, you know, basically he had one bad game of 24 against the Knicks. He had a subpar game against Detroit where he only put up 35, but his next lowest score is a 42 and every score he had has been between 42 and 56 on, you know, in the other seven games there. 54, 47, 47 again, 49, 42, 56, 54. So this is a guy that can put up some fantasy points, especially if he's only $8,000. If you can get a number in the 40s with him, that's five to six times value. If he can get it up into the 50s, that's six to seven times value. And again, he's a guy that goes low owned. I guess people just were burned by him so bad last year. People thought he was going to have such a huge season, and he really didn't, that guys don't really go up and pay for Kevin Love as often as they should. Now, we remember that both the coach and LeBron said that he's a guy that they want to get more involved. They need him to be a bigger part of the offense. And it's not just talk. We've seen it with, you know, what he's done lately. Every game in about the last 10 or 11, he's hit a three-pointer. He had six of them in the last game. He had four a couple games ago. Um, He actually had four twice in the last seven games. He had six once. He had three another time. So he is taking a lot of shots. He's putting up about 15 shots per game. He is coming down with double-digit rebounds in almost every game as well. The games that he missed double-digit rebounds, he finished with nine against Detroit. He had eight against Orlando. He had eight against Utah. Um, You know, the rest of the games, 11, 14, 15, 12, 14, 19, 11. So he is somebody that can get you that double-double bonus. He'll add in a couple assists. He's not a big assist guy, but he'll get two or three a game, uh, you know, mostly on rebounds and outlet passes. He does come up with a couple steals and blocks, but he's not a huge defensive kind of presence. But, again, if he's going to get you 20 to 25 points, hit a couple three-pointers to get you the bonuses there, finish up with 10 rebounds, get you the double-double bonus, and then add in a couple of those other stats, it almost seems like he has a floor of about 40 points, which for $8,000 is exactly what we want. I think he's a safe guy to use in cash, and because of the upside where he could, you know, score some extra points or grab some extra rebounds or do a little bit of something else in this game, you know, I think he's got the 50-60 point upside we would need in order to make him a viable guy to use in a tournament. So Kevin Love is definitely somebody who I'm looking at and is up towards the top of my list. Another guy who I don't think you can sleep on right now is Kristaps Porzingis. Now, in his last four games, he's had three absolutely monster fantasy performances. His price has come up a lot recently. I mean, this is a guy who started the season at 4300 got up to 5000 pretty quick, got up to 6000 in about six or seven games, and is now knocking on the door of being a $7,000-plus kind of player. And it makes sense because right now he's playing over 30 minutes a game. In three of the last four games, he's played over 31 minutes. And in those four games, he's basically averaging about 33 minutes a game right now. Now, with those 33 minutes, he's put up, 47, 19, 60, and 48 fantasy points in his last four games. So at $7,000, we would need 35 as a floor form. 42 would be about six times value. 
So in three of those four games, he has smashed through what would be his ceiling and put up, you know, seven, nine, and eight times value based on his price. He is starting now for the Knicks. He is playing 30 minutes. And the way that they're doing it is they have him at the center position with Carmelo Anthony at the power forward. So he's getting more rebounds. He's put up 14, 14, and 11 rebounds in three of his last four games. He's getting more shot attempts. He's putting up, you know, he was shooting the ball about 10 times and playing like 25 minutes. Now he's playing over 30 minutes, putting the ball up, uh, you know, closer to like 16 or 17 times per game. So if he's going to get increased shots and have increased rebounds, plus as the center, he's in the middle of the lane. And I mean, guys, this guy is seven foot two. So he's going to wind up getting you some block shots as well. So he can basically fill up the stat sheet across the board. I think for $7,000, his price is still pretty reasonable. And based on the extra minutes and based on the upside he has, I think he's somebody else that we have to consider at the power forward position. Now, I'm not going to go cheap for my price saver, but there is somebody who I think we're still getting a pretty good discount on unless he gets a big jump in his price before the uh, Friday slate starts. Markeith Morris was 54 and 5,300 in his last two starts. He was injured. He was banged up a little bit. But this is a guy who usually plays 30 to 35 minutes a game. So he was playing 20, 25, 28 minutes. Now he's back to full strength. The last two games he's played 35 and 34 minutes, and he's rewarded his backers with 35 and 44 fantasy points. So if you can get a guy who's going to be 5,500 or or below or probably below 6,000, that's going to give you somewhere between 35 and 45 fantasy points. Again here, that's going to be six to seven times value. So I think that he's still just a little bit too cheap. Unless we see Marquise Price jump, you know, twelve to fourteen hundred dollars for the Friday slate. I think he's going to be somebody else that I'm looking to roll out there, especially if you need a cheap option. Now I say cheap; it's not like fifty-three or fifty-four hundred is incredibly cheap. But if he can pay off a salary of fifty-three, fifty-four hundred, I definitely think he's a great guy to throw in your roster. Like I said, if you use an Avery Bradley or a J.R. Smith, you put a Robert Covington at the small forward spot, and then you go down to the um, power forward spot, and you take a guy along the lines of, uh, you know, a Markeith Morris, I think you put yourself in a really, really good situation there. And that's basically what you're going to want to be looking for because you're going to have three guys that are going to go most likely five to seven times value for you and keep you on pace to get a score of 300 and really win a tournament. Now, moving on from there, we're going to talk about the center position, which is the last position that we have up here on the board. There are quite a few options to use here, and uh, we're just going to talk about a couple guys that I do like. I also just wanted to mention that there's a couple guys that have been injured and banged up. Uh, One guy in particular who you guys need to keep an eye on is DeMarcus Cousins at the power forward spot. There's a good chance that Cousins might be out this game on Friday. So if Cousins doesn't play, obviously that opens up a lot of value, a lot of extra shots, and a lot of extra minutes on that um, Sacramento team. Would put a guy like Costa Kufis maybe into play or Willie Cauley-Stein if you wanted to go that route. Also really gives a bump up to a guy like Rudy Gay, um, maybe even a guy like Rajon Rondo. Remember, when Boogie's out, you usually see Rudy Gay a lot of times play, play more power forward, which gives him the ability to get some more rebounds which is uh, something that helps his fantasy score, in addition to the fact that he gets more shot attempts when Boogie's not around. So there is a lot of upside to looking at a guy like Rudy Gay if DeMarcus Cousins is not able to you know, play in that game this weekend, or I should say this Friday. Um, looking at the center position now, the guy who I think is on the top of my list is probably going to be Marc Gasol. Gasol is a big wide body, 
And those are the kind of centers that the Atlanta Hawks struggle against. Al Horford, for all the skills that he has, is a great, great player. I'm not going to knock him by any stretch of the imagination. But the one thing that he struggles with is guarding big, true, legitimate centers. And the reason for that is um, he's more of like a power forward, which is something that we've talked about before. You know, at best, you probably have Horford at like, I think they list him at like 6'10", but he's probably more like 6'9", 240 going to be going up against a guy like Gasol who's closer to 260, 270 and is, you know, like a legitimate, you know, 6'11", 7 feet tall. So if you're going to have somebody who's just that much bigger, he's going to have a pretty good game going up against uh, Al Horford. We've actually seen the Hawks struggle to guard some centers at, at different points in time. That's actually why they started using a guy like Tiago Splitter a little more, uh, putting him in at the center position to guard some of these centers. I think Splitter is actually banged up, though, and might be out this game. So, I don't really see anybody being a impediment to uh, to Marcus All having a good game here. His price is getting a little bit expensive. He is up at the seventy three hundred dollar range, but I do expect him to put up close to forty points in this game. So you're looking at five and a half to six times value out of him. I think that's a pretty solid place that you can look for, um, you know, in this game. The next guy that I wanted to talk about is Dwight Howard, and Dwight Howard's not a guy that I play a lot. He's not really a guy that I love. But one thing that I have noticed this season is you can get a big outsized return by using centers against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Jaleel Okafor is a very talented offensive player, but he doesn't have much of a clue on defense. And if you really look at the game logs for Howard, it's not like he's been underperforming when he's been in the game. When he's been in the game over the last eight games that he's played this season, he's had five times value or more in six of those games including two games where he went seven times value or more. His price is somewhere in the like $7,400, $7,500 range. It's been fluctuating a little bit lately, but he is scheduled to play in this game on Friday. It's not going to be one of the games that he takes off. So when he plays, he's been putting up just absolutely monster rebound numbers, you know, 14, 20, 17, 10, 12, 19, 15. And he's been doing okay in the scoring department. You know, the last couple of games, he hasn't been scoring all that well, only 12, 7, and 5 points. But the games before that, 23, 16, 20, 20, 12 points, you know, he's a guy that can easily get you a double-double. When he does play, he does play about 30 minutes, maybe even a little more. He gets you a couple block shots every time he's out there. He's very athletic. He does actually pick up a couple assists for a big man, which is a good thing. So he can contribute across the board for you. I do think he gets you over 40 fantasy points in this game. And again, at a price in the $7,000 range, we're talking five to six times value and somebody who would be a useful start for you. The last guy I want to mention, the salary saver that we're going to be looking at at the center position is Nikolai Jokic. Um, this is the guy who's been the starting center for Denver lately. He does get into foul trouble, so I just want everybody to know that. That is the tilting thing about using him. But in his last four games, at 3500 at, at between $3,000 and $4,000 over his last four games, he's put up 50. Then he had a little bit of a stinker with only 15 points against Phoenix um, in that game sandwiched in the middle. Came back with 35 points against Golden State. And then another 26 points that he had against uh, the L.A. Clippers last night. And that was a game that he was in foul trouble, missed most of the first half. So he probably should have had over 30 in that game, too. If his price stays in this low $4,000 range, there is very little way that I won't have him at either the center or the utility spots on my roster. Again, to give you guys an idea of some of the 
<clears throat> excuse me, some of the value plays that we talked about. If you use him at the center spot, if you use uh, you know, some of the guys who we talked about, you know, like a like a Robert Covington, um, you know, like an Avery Bradley, maybe even like a J.R. Smith, you know, you're going to be able to save enough money that you can go out and get yourself three or four of those, you know, stud players that you want to put in your roster that have that 50, 60 point upside. If you can make a roster using some of these guys as your cheap guys and still fit in like a, you know, maybe a Kevin Love or a Rajon Rondo, uh, maybe go and get, you know, either Gasol or, or Howard as the second center on your team right there. You know, you're going to be able to put together a team that's going to get you between 250 and 320 points, and it's going to put you in line to double up in all your double ups. It's going to put you in line to, you know, have a good opportunity to cash in a lot of these GPPs. And if things fall your way and you pick the right superstars, <clears throat> could even put you in line to have a really big upside game where you could really make a nice profit out of it. So those are all the guys who basically I've been looking at here. Some of the guys that I think are in good spots for Friday. Hopefully I'll have uh, Josh back here with you guys to go over the Saturday one. If not, I'll see if I can get uh, you know, somebody to play devil's advocate. This way I have a little bit of back and forth going. But that's going to be it. I think I did all right here for my first show by myself. As always, if you guys have any uh, questions, concerns, comments, make sure to leave them over on Twitter at BennyR11. And if you have a chance, make sure you go over to at Josh Hayes FS and wish him and his wife congratulations on the birth of their baby. So this has been the RotoWire DFS podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. And as always, stay classy, DFS. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.